0: This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a
1: hound. It's a mama you ain't nothing but a hound dog. It's not open round the door. You can wag your tail. But I ain't gonna feed you no more.
0: Barkcast deals with just about everything dog-related. Dog obedience, training, health, owning a dog dog behaviour and care and nutrition. Each week your questions will be answered by professional senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell, a professional member of the IACP, a registered evaluator with the American Kennel Club and has trained thousands of dogs across a variety of disciplines. Hey folks, Russell here.
1: For those of you that missed it, we had a fab turnout at the BarkCast live event last week, and we thought it'd be kind of cool to share some of those clips with you. We covered a range of topics, including management versus training, how to deal with prey drive, and the differences between using harnesses and collars, and loads more. So we've put together some highlights from the live event. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is BarkCast. i out for a, a walk with my dog. Like- For me, going out with mine, I'm always like, I'm looking for stuff. I'm looking to see, is there a cat or a squirrel about to fall out of a tree? Because, yeah, random stuff happens. It's, it's, that's just the way it is. And if we're not in any way, shape or form prepared for that, yeah, chances are it can go south, okay? The other part is, there's management and there's training. Management is dealing with a situation and trying to prevent it from happening. How do I stop my dog getting into the bins? Put a lid on it, put the bin outside, block access to it. How do I stop gunner charging after the cat? I hug a tree and hold on for a grim death. The cat goes away, the prey drive drops, I can now let go and we can carry on with our walk. Which works, it manages that situation. What you wanna do is train the situation, and I appreciate this is much easier to do with other dogs than it is with cats, because cats are a pain and won't sit still when you want them to. For a gunner with his, his prey drive, like I want to go and chase stuff, it's prey drive. So dogs are inherently either have prey drive or hunt drive. So prey drive is I see it, I want to chase it and catch it and get hold of it. Whether that leads on to tearing it apart just depends on the, the dog themselves. Or there's hunt drive, which is I have no idea where it is, but damn it, I'm going to go find it. So, and when you're looking at, say, search and rescue dogs, or narcotics dogs, explosive dogs, etc., those are the ones with really, really good hunt drive because they don't know where it is. With Gunner, it's more prey drive, like there's something moving, yeah. I want to go after it. And I'm sure you've been in a situation where you've gone past other dogs, maybe even a cat, that was sat on a car or sat on a bin, not moving, just watching him, and he's not too bad. He's like, oh. He's a cat, right? But he's workable. The cat takes flight, now I've got to go too. Okay, now in an ideal world, I want to work with Gunner in that situation where the cat is sitting on that car roof. And say, hey Gunner, hey, have you seen the cat? He's like, yep, I want to go get it. But you've got cheese, okay I'm interested but I still want to look at the cat. So again, that critical threshold where I can focus on you, Sorry, with your amazing chow fish treat, available at the table at the back. Um, and also focus on the cat. And I wanna try and, I'll take him a step closer, and I wanna take him away. So if the cat's sitting there, he's going, oh wow, there's a cat. Oh sorry, mum, what, what was that? Now I'm not looking. But now I can go back to it. Oh, it's the cat, oh wait, treat, thank you. The cat might be there, the cat might be miles away. And the next factor that comes into this is, again, behavior with reward, I'm gonna do it again. If there's no reward, or if there's consequence, I'm gonna stop. So now we have to start applying that particular matrix. So, behavior with reward, me chasing the cat is very rewarding. I like doing that, I'm gonna do it. Oh wait, you've got a treat? Yeah, great, but I'll tell you what, you hold on to that treat because that is way more rewarding. So me sitting here going, hey, Robert, now please come back, please come back, because I'll give you this Wagyu steak, and he's off. The reward, therefore, doesn't apply. Behaviour with no reward, well, that's out of the question as well, because he didn't want the reward to begin with. So my only other option is to apply consequence to the dog for a specific action. So, and in, like, a leash correction is essentially all I can use, or remote collar. Now, with Gunner, you've got him on a pinch. So the question to Gunner is, hey, you can now make a free choice. If you want to chase after that cat, knock yourself out. But I can use my leash to apply consequence to that behavior. And if the consequence is higher than my desire to want to go and chase, then he will choose to avoid the consequence because it, out- it outweighs it. And at some point, we have to look at introducing that to the dog to say, hey, this bottom line could be a matter of life and death. And I would much rather apply a consequence correction to my dog to stop them from chasing that cat or whatever it is, which means they don't bolt across into a road and get hit by a bus. This is BarkCast. Changing direction is a really key thing. So if I'm laser focused on you, well, more to the point, my dog is laser focused on you and I'm trying, no, no, don't, don't look at him. Look, at look, I'm trying, the dog is still looking in this direction. So he's just going to be like, get the, out of the way. I'm just trying to focus on this. Whereas if I just back up and I guide my dog back to me, at some point, they're going to be like, what? And once they've turned, they're now looking at me. On a technical note, therein lies the value difference between having a collar of some description around the dog's neck versus using a body harness. If I'm using a harness and I'm pulling the dog from here, the dog just gets dragged backwards and carries on looking. If I'm using a collar and I guide backwards, at some point the head's got to turn and now we're not engaged anymore. So just in simple mechanics to get them to refocus, way easier just with a slip leash let alone this a This is BarkCast. Again, behavior with reward, I'll do it again. And don't make the mistake of thinking, me saying, no, stop it, no, put that, no, bad dog, is not, it's negative in our mind, but it's attention to the dog, we're reinforcing it. And you're absolutely right. What alternatives do I have when my giant schnauzer is convinced she can get through this plain glass window? Of course, I'm gonna react. There's a time and a place for management and that be it. But that's why I want to train that particular setting, because now I can show her an alternative pattern. So, oh, rather than me jumping at the window going smash, 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 dogs outside, it's, hey, isn't this where I sit down and, hey, mom, like, isn't this where we do the whole sitting thing? Where are you? I need my treats. But I have to, I've got a big reward history of barking and jumping at the window. So me just doing a. You know, five sessions of five times of open closed door treat isn't going to do much. That's going to be a process. And at the same time, I want to be in a position where, as much as possible, I can prevent the old behavior from happening. And if you know which dogs are the main culprit or culprits, then those are the ones I would want to work on. Yeah, sharpish. This is Barkcast. So, I, no, no, I get it a lot. People say, my dog's great, yeah, but she just doesn't want to go outside when it's raining. She hates the rain. And it's not, it's generally speaking, not the dog. Okay? We live in the tropics. All right? It's hot and wet, it's hot and dry, but most of the time, it's like this. God-awful. Um, so, oh, it's time, uh, first thing in the morning, afternoon, right, open the door. Oh, blue sky, sunshine, chance. go for a pee. Out we go. Go for a walk, go for a pee. Come back in. Little later on, open the door, go outside. Yeah, this is amazing. Go out, go for a pee, come back in. And that's the routine. In and out, we go for walks, we go for peas. Thursday morning, we open the door and go, oh, Jesus Christ, would you look at that? Oh, you really want to go out on that? Seriously? Now the dog's looking at us going, hang on, <laughs> what's the problem? What's this is, what? So now with this new picture, you seem to be really twitchy about it. So I'm going to go with no. Is that no? Oh, you don't want to go out? Oh, thank go for that. Close the door. And a little later on, the rain stopped. It's now nice and sunny. We open the door. Oh, yeah. Okay. We can go outside again. And very quickly, I can create a pattern for the dog where going out in the rain is a really bad thing. And then late at night, the dog's not been out all day. I want to go to sleep. But I know this six-month-old little bastard's going to pee on my floor. i got to get him out for a pee. I'm there with my brolly, because that's okay. And the dog's like, oh Jesus Christ, no, I thought this was bad. So generally, and like for anyone with, certainly with puppies, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be there hey, even with an umbrella, even if it's not raining. Why? Because it conditions them to the picture of me having a brolly. God forbid my hair should get wet. Um, but also when it is raining, I will go out. I'll play with my puppy in the rain and come back inside and dry them off. So it's just Normal. Thunder? Yeah. No, na na, na 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 Couldn't help it. had to be done. Um, thunder. Th- thunder and fireworks. That was what I was looking for. Yeah. It's like, what was that word? Bangy, bangy, sky, lights, fireworks. Um, yeah, dogs can be obviously freaked out by this. There are two things. Uh, who's got a dog that's scared of thunderstorms? OK, does your dog react when it goes crashy, crashy, bang, bang? Or does your dog react before the storm? Uh, Right, okay. So a lot of the time, it's not necessarily the crashy, crashy, bang, bang. It's the changing in the air pressure that the dog is reacting to, which is quite sudden and quite drastic. And dogs are very sensitive, so they will pick up on things like that. If they're just reacting to the sound, then great, because that is something I can replicate, because I can make thunder. Rah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, you can use your phone and download a thunderclap sound on your phone. Seriously? Yes. Play that through a speaker high volume, you might get a reaction from your dog in the same way a doorbell will elicit a reaction. And I can now work with my dog. Low-level cracker thunder. Hey, wait. I've heard that before. Yeah. Treat fast. Hey, over here. Yeah, good boy. So I'm completely dismissive of the low-level rumbling of thunder. And again, I'll work with my dog. The same as with the door, low level. Now it's just with the sound. And over time, I can build up the intensity, the volume, to hell with the neighbors. If you can't hear them complaining, it's not loud enough, then I've just got cracks of thunder going off all day long in the house. And the dog's like, this is weird, but okay. It just kind of becomes more normal. And equally, in terms of if you only work with your dog when I need it to work, I don't do any of that, and now it's three in the morning and there's a thunderstorm and he's howling at Zeus. Rover, shut up! I'm fueling, I'm just, we're all barking at the thunder together, so it's obviously the right thing to do. The changing of the air pressure being the factor is the slightly more tricky part. Not a huge amount I can do with that. it then for me, comes becomes about levels. So how reactive is my dog? This is BarkCast. My dog's racist. Yeah, yeah. No, I get this a lot. Um, I have an amazingly cool story, which I will not share with you, because it's a little bit edgy, but it's from my time in Texas. So you can, you can extrapolate from that what you will. Um, but anyway, I get the whole, my dog is racist quite a lot. My dog hates Westerners. My dog hates Ties, my dog hates Muslims. It's usually one of those three things. Or, my dog hates women, or my dog hates men. So, in terms of race, this might not come as a shock, but dogs don't understand that. So, dogs obviously not racist, right? Starting with the big sweeping brush, very broad strokes, as a general rule, Most Westerners are used to dogs, having them in our lives, they're pets, they're in our houses. We're pretty okay with dogs just being around, generally. We walk by, oh, hey, cool dog, and just walk up, hey, nice dog, hey, cool. Oh, schnauzers, amazing, cool. Carry on. Most Asians are not. And particularly when we're dealing with bigger dogs, their reaction can be more, oh, is he okay? So, and again, I am using very big, broad brushes here, right? Now when you narrow those brushes down a little bit, yeah, because everyone from whatever their background can be okay or not okay with dogs. So a lot of the time it tends to be A, the reaction from that person, the cleaner coming into the house, fine with the cleaner, lights up at the pool guy, okay? So, or vice versa. But A, what is the reaction of that person? And again, equally, what is my reaction with my dog? And if it is, a reaction you gain chances are i'm telling my dog they're doing the right thing even if they're not pool guy walks in big pole with a net and a hose or whatever dog lights up at the door i'm going rover rover no 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 stop it stop it stop it hang on Mum. you were very cool a minute ago until mr big stick man arrived oh this is the right thing to do if you feel like your dog is respond reactive to insert segment here, then fine, I will seek that segment out and work my dog with and in and around them. So that was the highlights from BarkCast Live. Do keep an eye on our social media feeds for the upcoming events to make sure you don't miss out. And of course, as always, if you have any questions that you would like answered, do drop us an email at info at caninepointacademy.com and we will of course do a special BarkCast just for you. So wherever you are, Australia, Europe, North America, South America, and even to you, Melanie, listening in the Bahamas, thank you. And please do leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. That would be great.
0: If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long-term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy. SparkCast was created and produced
1: by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.